You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Welcome or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. You guys, I am so excited because my guest today is somebody really special. She's, I have her whole list of credits that I'm about to go into, but like as a person, she is so, I'm already off script. I'm already off the script. I, I got to meet her about a month ish, maybe more so ago. We did a collaboration with Zotos and I sat in her chair. She did my hair and she, I don't, I don't think she's not black, but she had, she has curls of her own and doing my hair. She had no qualms at all. She was so confident. (laughs) She put me at ease. And the most important thing is that I left looking the bomb with my hair health still intact. Okay. So let me give you a little rundown of who she is. Let's see here. She's been in the business for over 10 years. She's California based, but travels for work. Obviously we met in New York City. She's worked with Italian Vogue, Hollywood Reporter, Harper's Bazaar. Am I saying that right? I see it everywhere. Maybelline, Christian Dior. She's worked with a lot of celebrities, but the two that um, that I've clocked are Carly Kloss and Gwyneth Paltrow. She's styled host on ESPN and MTV. Literally the list goes on and on. Other shows that she's worked on, Red Table Talk, Good Morning America, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You guys, I am so excited to introduce to you my guest, celebrity stylist, Sophie Rose. Hi. Hi. How the freak are you? I am so amazing. Life is just great. I'm so blessed and just so grateful to be sitting here talking to you. Sophie, seriously, like I love you so much and also God bless you because life can be hard and life can be lifing. And when I asked you earlier, I'm like, how are you doing? You're like, amazing. Do you know how rare that is for people to say that and mean it? I mean, this is the thing. It's like, if you're breathing, if you're alive, if you have food on the table, like how could you not be amazing with the world that we live in today? It's like, there's always somebody out there that's doing way worse than you. And it's just like, I'm so blessed and I'm never gonna take that for granted or, you know. I completely. So I, I'm always, that's kind of just my vibe. I just, you know. I, I, and I feel that. I, and I felt that from you when I got to meet you. Which, P.S., if you guys are, are listening to this right now and you hear any fatigue in my voice, it is not anything 
having to do with this interview. I just got my butt kicked at the Britney Spears musical <laughs> rehearsals and I'm tired, but I am so freaking excited and so happy. And um, I'm so excited. Like you, Sophie, you work from a place of gratitude and joy. And I felt that from you the, from the second I walked in the door. How, I know California, cause I'm from California as well. Um, it's easier to be like sunshine and rainbows there, but still life can be lifing. How do you keep such a positive demeanor when who knows what else is going on in life? Honestly, I'm so blessed to be living out my purpose and to be really just making the world beautiful one person at a time. I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like I'm so, I feel like it's funny because someone asked me the, this question the other day about like what your pros and cons with like picking a partner, like in a relationship. And one of them was, I really want to have somebody that loves what they do. Because I feel like when you love what you do, that just sets the whole tone for your life. And I really just, I live, I live day to day and I love what I do. And I love meeting all these different beautiful souls and all these different people. And it's just, I was the girl, the little girl that kind of needed, needed guidance with my hair. And I feel like now I'm able to bring that to people. And it's a rewarding life, you know, making people happy and giving women confidence. And it's, I'm just grateful, I guess. I don't know. No, that is absolutely a great like response. Who gave you guidance with your curls? And when did that happen in your life? Man, um, you know, I didn't really have any guidance in my life with my curls. My mom would take me and my, I have three sisters. She would take all of us to supercuts. Oh my did, goodness. They did the one cut on me that they did on every single other person that walked in. And she was just like, that's all she could afford at the time. I mean, I had this crazy curly hair that yeah, it's, it's, it's up now, but, um, you know, it, it never looked right. They would always style my hair. I, I was always struggling. Um, and my mom actually did kind of give me a little bit of guidance by buying me products, I would say. So she allowed me, she said, okay, Sophie, I know you need a little extra help. Cause I had straight hair. Oh. My dad was the one that had the big hair. So, so my dad's just, he doesn't care cause his hair is like an Afro. It's just, he doesn't care. It's just big and it's, you know, he doesn't do anything to it. So yeah. my mom was the one who would always take me shopping and we would be at the grocery store and I would be that young girl that I'm sure all of us have been there that would just stare at the wall of products. Yep. That yep. wall of products. And I would just stare at that wall of products and I would say, okay, I know I need moisture. Oh, but I also have frizz. And then I also like, I need this shampoo, but then does this one work? And that's what how I that's how I taught myself was buying my mom said okay you get shampoo you get conditioner and you get gel so I was like okay okay I'll get, gel, okay. I'll get the moisturizing shampoo and conditioner and then I would beg her like mom I think I really need this leave-in I really need this leave-in and then it was just like me teaching myself it was me like trial and error like I started like as a young girl 
putting all the gel in my hair, thinking that that was what you're supposed to do. And then by 12, 12 PM, you're at school and it starts to crack and the frizz starts to come through. Oh. And you're like, I thought I did it right, but it's a constant learning struggle that you kind of deal with. Then I went to the salon. She was like, okay, let me take you to get like a nice salon. She took me to, I'm like, we're from Richmond, California. So she took me to what she thought at the time was a nice salon. It was in Berkeley. But the person who cut my hair shouldn't have been cutting my hair. She thinned out my hair because it was so thick and it was so full. And she thinned it out. And then now all of a sudden I have this layer of frizz that's like growing. Who oh. was like, I literally learned from my trial and error dealing with my mom who had straight hair who didn't understand how to take care of my hair till, till I got to an age where I was just like, okay, no, you know, I got it from here. And that was my thing. And I just kind of like, I kind of just grew, I grew up self teaching myself. I was, I was the girl in school that once I learned how to do hair, like when I got into high school, honey, I knew what an, I had an iron. Yeah. I would iron my, me and my friend's hair. And then <laughs> once I started going to the salon, that was flat irons. Oh, wait, wait, you use an actual iron. Oh, I would take the brush. I would have, I would have my sister lay, lay flat on the ground. I would split the hair. I would take a brush and I would brush the hair and then I would iron it and then brush so the see, hair. That's like from a movie, like actually ironing your hair with an iron. I remember trying to, I remember doing it to my friend and then trying to explain to her how to do it to me because I made her hair look so good. And I was like, hey, now do mine. But I'm sure my hair got burned off at so many points. Yeah, but and how did you do the roots? You, I just thought I was cute. Let's, we're just not okay. even gonna go there. You know, I didn't know what a, I thought I, I thought I was doing something and it was good until you really started to sweat. <laughs> Flat irons weren't even around back then. So, so then I started going to the salon and then flat irons came out. I don't then, know if I believe you because you're not like that much older than me. Well, when you're in middle school and you have this big curly hair and that's like what you're, that's what, like I was in middle school literally. Okay. So I don't remember having a flat iron until I was in probably in high school. Okay. And okay. Three girls. We had a lot of time on our on our hands, you know. Just wait. And so you did your friend's hair. I was like always as a kid. I was always the last one to get ready. Me and my sisters. It's like I had three my size Barbies to play with. Are you we the oldest? Just, I have two younger and one older. Okay. The older is twelve years older than me, and then my younger are right around my age. So I was always the one that was just like. Like what, like my middle sister, she didn't really have as curly hair as me and the youngest. So me and the youngest were kind of like the ones that were in charge in the hair wall. Cause we're like, no, no, no. Like we told our middle sister, like, no, no, you don't like, it was different, but right. right. But I, I mean, I just explored with it and we played and we were just these girly girls that just had a lot of time on our hands, you know? So wait, when did you know that you wanted to do it professionally? Cause you did it on your friends and your sisters. Yeah, honestly. Okay. So I should have known back then that that was my vibe. But the thing is, is I went to school for nursing and oh, oh. yeah. So I Work. went to school for nursing. Um, I was working at a medical spa um, because I wanted to get a job. Like when you, like where I'm from, it's like my mom couldn't really, she was just working so much just to afford our house that there was no extra money for things like 
a cell phone or yeah. these baby fat jeans or Come on, baby fat <laughs> things that you wanted as a young girl that you couldn't get. If yeah. You right. So, you know, I, I got a job and I was working at a medical spa and I was doing treat. I was a treatment consultant while I was going to nursing school. So I was kind of like in the beauty aesthetics world with like, it like tied into like makeup and like beauty and like that feel good energy. But then going, being in school, it's like, no, you're like dealing with blood. You're dealing with sick people. You're dealing with all the stuff. So I was the one that was in the program that was like braiding my patient's hair because I oh. just wanted to feel good. Literally all of the cues, all the clues, all the gems, they're all around you. Keep going. Yeah. So that's kind of how I realized. And then, um, the company that I was working for, they actually wanted to invest in me. They were like, okay, we love what you're doing for the company. I mind you, I'm like 17 or 18 years old at this point. And they're like, we love what you're doing for the company. We want to invest in you. Um, and we're going to send you to get your esthetician license because, um, that way you can have more credibility when speaking to these people. Mind you, I started there when I was probably like 15 or 16, I got a worker worker's permit, you know, Wow. Because I was just like, I need a car. I need things. My mom, <laughs> couldn't give them to me. my parents couldn't give them to me. And I was just like, no, I need to take control of this. Yes. So, yes. So I kind of did that. And by the time I was 18, I was like, okay. Like I thought I was doing something. I was like, I'm over here making money. Like I, I can buy this. I, you know, it was just, I was like one of the only people in my school that had a car that I paid for myself, which Wow. It doesn't really happen, you know? Um, right, right. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I guess um, the company that I was working for, they allowed me to be on salary and to still run the, the business that I was, I was working for while going to beauty school, while going to college. So let me, let me rewind that because that sounds crazy. Yes, so it does. Basically, I would be in school from Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and I, I would just have all these different classes. So I went to San Francisco state university. Um, I had all these different classes. Um, I had my own apartment. I was working at Stonestown Galleria. What age is this now? 18 girl. I'm 18 years old. Holy I just God. got out of high school. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to do what you're supposed to do and go to college. And, you know, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. It's like, that's how you're successful. Right. So, um, not to say that that's not a successful thing to right, do, but, but it's just like, from, if you didn't do that, what are you doing with your life? Like, you can't just go to hair school. Right. Like, like where I'm from too. But, right. So the thing is, is I, I wanted, I was like, okay, well, I want to take care of people. And I was in this world of this medical aesthetics. And I was like, I was like doing treatment consulting. So I was talking to people about, you know, like I like moms would come in with their kids and their kids would have all this acne and I would I would set them up with laser treatments to get rid of to help clear their skin. Um, we had a company called Jane Iredell, which was the first kind of like natural makeup in its time, like side by side with like bare essentials and all of that. And yeah. that whole energy was just like I just love making people feel good and just like helping people, whether I'm giving you a lotion for your face that's gonna you know, solve some of your problems or, but while it's like, people are always like, Oh my God, your hair is so cute. Your hair is so cute. You know, within all of that world, I was always doing my hair and it was always like a big thing. Cause it's like, you have this big curly hair. So it's like, you can't just not do it. 
so it was like that was like I was already committed because you know I mean I, I do have, get that but I'm also I'm still like still trying to find my way so I'm like oh my gosh it's okay. it I'm still trying to find my way too there's no you're what people don't understand when you have curly hair there's never no right or wrong or end game to anything because a our hair changes b it never looks the same from today to tomorrow to the next week right? to a year from now right so, and as we get older our hormones change you know i i'm sure a lot of other women they have different textures even on their heads so it's like there's never going to be like a i got this and i have been doing hair for 10 years now and i'm still learning every single day right and you're you really educated me when I was in your chair. I still want to know like how you went from okay doing your friend's hair in school or yeah in in school and in nursing school to becoming a celebrity hairstylist. So I, I want to make sure don't let me forget to circle back to that. But also when I was in your chair, you had so much confidence working with my texture. My texture is not your texture. My curls are way tighter than yours. Where did that confidence come from? When did you learn about other textures other than like white girls? <laughs> so, okay, let's, so basically I, so I'm from Richmond. So I went to school um, in, at Adams Middle School and I remember sitting there and my girls, um, they were all teaching me how to braid. You know, I was like the only one that looked like myself at the school that wasn't black, Asian, me like Mexican. It was like, you know, I look different. I was like, they were looking at me like, what are you like? Okay, but you're cool. Like you can hang, you know? So we're sitting there we're all braiding hair. And you know, it's like, I remember we, that's what we did for fun. Like we would just do each other's hair. So, and it was all the different textures. It was my texture. It was finer than mine. It was way thicker. It was way kinky. It was all the whole spectrum. And we would learn how to put put extensions. Like I remember we figured out like we figured out how to do the braid in the circle. Yes. And my girl would sit there and we would sit there and we would sew on oh, on weave. exactly. And it was just like funny because we were like in high school. And I remember me and my girl, I think her her name was Desiree. Me and my girl Desiree were like, we're gonna open our own salon one day, Sophie, like you and me, like, and I I I lost touch with her, but um it was just fun for us. We just had fun. Oh my god. It was this an escape from this kind of world that we we were like in that we you know, it was like there was a lot going on around us that we really shouldn't yeah. have been experiencing at a young age around drugs, gang violence, like people that you know that are in your class one day to tomorrow being dead. And it's just like, how do we, how do we like wrap do our I, finger around hair wasn't this world? And we were just like fun. It was fun for us. It was just like, you know, it made us feel good. So it's like that, that to me was, was really fun. And then also like helping people like, you know, like, oh my God, this gel worked so good for me, you know, like, I remember like when I was in middle school, I won best hair because I would always do different things. Like I had the swoop. We used to do the baby hairs. I had the knockers. I mean, oh my gosh. it was, it Come on, was baby like, hairs. You did yeah, the baby hairs. Was, I wish I had a picture because I should have that on hand. You did like, baby hairs? Girl. Oh we, I, would sit there and I remember my girl, Carolina, she used to always braid our hair and she, she we, we, we would 
This is hard, hard to break fingers. We would just put your finger and then you would brush around it and then go down and put the finger and the brush around it. And then that's how I learned. With now, the gel? Do you still use the gel? No, yeah. I used to use pro style gel back in the day. Okay. okay. Because I found that that worked the best for my hair. Okay. Even though it, you know, it's just, I loved it. It, it was great for me. So, I you know, love that. I can only picture you. I'm trying to picture you doing your baby hairs. And if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like you started on textured hair. You started on black people. Yeah, I started on black people. I started on, you know, and like. At, That's when, why you at, had so much confidence. Yeah. And like, well, because it's like, these are my, this is, this is my circle. This is who like, we, we all grew up together. So this was, but it wasn't just, it's like, when I look at hair, I don't look at, look at hair as like, I don't put a texture to a race in a sense when I, cause as from doing hair, I've had Indian women that have way thicker textured hair than some black women that I know. So it's like when people like, like, mm. even though sometimes people will sit in my chair and they'll say like, I've had like Asian women say, do you know how to do Asian hair? And I have to sometimes correct them and say, Oh, like straight hair. Or like, what, what do you mean by that? Because there's so many different textures out there that sometimes it does get bundled up into like, okay, but black, this is black hair and you look like this, so you can't do it. Right. You know? And it's just like, that, being that, but there are a lot of people that don't have the education. Oh, and Sophie, oh, I know. And that don't <laughs> know how to do it. And I feel like that has been my whole goal right. with being in this, in these rooms, in these rooms and having these clients is to like allow people to trust me, like allow people to understand that, you know, like not everybody doesn't know how to, but you should still always feel confident and comfortable with who's touching your hair. And I think a lot of people sit down and they're like, well, you don't look like me, so you don't know how to do my hair. And I've experienced that a lot. And um, I feel like it is very hard because I'm Sicilian. So it's like I, my, where I'm from, it's the island in between Africa and Italy. So our hair, it's very mixed mm. textured, you know? So, you know, I kind of grew up with this hair that I didn't know what to do with. And then it's mm. like, oh, but these are my girls and they get it. Like they, they're like, we were, we can relate to each other in a sense of like, okay, like, you know, you're not alone. Cause I struggle with the same things that you do, you know, but I, I do look different. So it's hard because it's like one of those things where it's like, I feel like it's a very touchy subject, you know, it's very, very touchy, but I, I feel like it's only touchy if, if you're not putting in the work to educate yourself on how to take care of people's hair. Like I've worked with stylists that say they know how to do curly hair and then they don't. don't know how to do curly hair. See, that's not okay. That's not cool. I will say like, like listening to you, I can hear how like, frustrated you've probably been in the past being misunderstood and getting to like meet you and to sit in your chair. I, you just gave me such confidence that I could relax the entire process. And not only did you know what to do, but you also taught me and educated me along the way. And it was so cool to like try the, the things. Like I've been trying to figure out um, finger curls so long, Sophie. And I try like I, the ones that you gave me, they lasted a, a while and I was able to like do it. Yeah. Yes. And it feels good. I'm like, Oh, 
And I still have to remember like, okay, I can like put that into my bag of tricks, like into the database. Like what yeah. other things could I do with my hair? I know of twist outs, wash and go. Now I'm adding little finger curls. I'm actually gonna try some of that baby hair action that you mentioned. There you go. What, is there anything else that you're like, oh, have you tried this or? Well, we love a protective style always. Right. And I feel like that it's like, you know, that saves us, right? So it's like, it, it really just depends on, do you have time in the morning? Can you make time for your hair yourself? Or Oof. do you want to go out and get it done? Because there's a lot of people and it's like, like, I don't want to seem like I'm frustrated with people not trusting me because I know how way it's way more frustrating to not be understood and to have someone not know what to do with it. That's way more frustrating. And that's where my frustration comes from is with there not being enough education in people that do know how to do hair to actually make an effort to actually try to learn. And yeah. I do have a little bit of a different upbringing. So I am fortunate to have had a lot of one-on-one -on -one experiences with overly textured hair and I have curly hair too. So it's always kind of been a passion of mine to figure it out as much as I can. Yeah. But I'm still learning every day and I'm still learning by my clients. I'm still learning by so many different people. And I think what it, what it comes down to is it's like learning what your client's lifestyle is. Yeah. So if I have a busy, a busy girl who works nine to five Monday through Friday, she's not going to want to spend two hours doing her hair Monday morning when she has to go and be at work for eight hours. That's just not ideal. Right. So it's like, how do you maintain that? If you're going to do it the Sunday night before, what are the different steps that you can take to prolong it so that it looks good? And how do you make that last for three or four days so that, you know, it can work and it can look amazing for that three or four days, you know? Do, do you have a short answer for that? Because I'm literally there right now. I'm in rehearsals from 10 to 6 and I'm exhausted because I get up two hours before to prepare for work and then I'm doing the work after work. I don't really have a lot of time right now and so like you see i have a head wrap on because i'm like i don't i literally don't have time so what would you say to that girl me literally well i think that i would say to that girl is give yourself grace give yourself time to play your head wrap looks beautiful you look beautiful <laughs> you don't have to feel like if your hair is not done that you're not like you know like not your natural texture is beautiful and it's like, no matter what state that it's in, it's gorgeous. And like, we need to get out of this world where people are like, oh, well, your hair's not, your hair doesn't look done to me and what I think looks done. Like, oh, but, but that's because you think a straight blowout is done. Like, oh, why can't right. my hair be big and curly and have all this life to it? Why can't that be accepted? Right. And that's like, people How ask me- are we going to? How are we going to change that narrative? A little girl, a little black girl said to me uh, last week, maybe less than a week ago, she said, why didn't you do your hair today? And my hair was just, it actually, it wasn't like bad. It was in a, a poof. It was in a poof, like a pineapple. Which and, is so cute. And I, thank you. I think so too. That's why I wore <laughs> it. And, and listening to her, I'm like, she didn't come up with that on her own. And I said, that's something that my parents would say, because that is like old school, like it's your hair needs life. to be straight. It's the workplace. I mean, you'll see that slowly, like different states are like, okay, no, you cannot 
discriminate against anybody for how they wear their hair, no matter what they look like. Like if they want to come with their hair in braids, if they want to come with their hair curly, like people would say to me, like when I would have, cause I didn't know how to do it. They would be like, what's going on? Like, you should put that up. Like you should like put it in a ponytail or something. Like it's like really like, there's a lot going on there. And it was one of those things that it was just like, I fell into it. I was just like, I kind of became self-conscious of like, oh my God, it's not done. Like I need to like throw it up and or I need to put, you know, a wrap on it or whatever, you know? And it's just like, it's not, it's not even, it's just society. And it's just kind of like what people are used to. And it's just, but beauty evolves. And that's what's so nice about beauty is that it evolves. And I think that we're kind of getting into this space where more and more I work, I work on currently on um, a show called NBA Today. And I work with, um, one of my talent on the show has super curly hair and she tells me all the time, she's like, Sophie, I get so many dads, dads DMing me saying how their daughters want to wear their hair like mine. And, and it has now become her thing to wear her curls out. And that is her look. It's yes. wearing her curls. Yes. And she's like, she will never straighten her hair because she wants to be that for people out there. And yeah. I'm so grateful that I get to be there to do her hair. That's so and cool. Stories because it's like, it's easy to straighten somebody's hair for like an hour and then they go outside and then it gets all frizzy and crazy. And it's just right. like, don't fight it. Do not fight the hair. The hair's going to win. Right. You might as well just rock with it. Right. You and your hair are a team. You know what I'm God saying? God gave like, you that hair. The winning team, by the way. So let's go. So wait, yeah. yeah, how did you go for, like, congratulations on the show that you're working on. And there's probably so many others that you're working on, maybe at the same time, who knows? But like, how did you go from straightening your hair with an iron to working in celebrity circles? So, yeah, so basically, <laughs> like, I, I know it's, it's, it's really random, actually. So I basically started, so I was working, I was working for that laser skincare. They wanted to invest in me. The laser skincare company ended up going bankrupt, but they had already paid for my school. So I was in there. So I was like, I'm having fun here. Like, do I want to go like work around blood and, and deal with all of that? Like, no, it, 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 it kind of showed me like, I don't want to be around an unhealthy, not to say that there's anything wrong with like being a nurse, but I wanted to uplift people. I wanted to make people feel good. So that's how I got out of nursing mm. and into more so beauty. And I remember my dad was so supportive. No one else supported me really when I said I want to do hair. And my dad was like, I'll, I'll support you. Like, I think, I think you should do that. Like I support you. Like you want to take a loan out. You want to do this advanced education. Like I'll, I'll support it. You know, I and, love dads. And he, <sighs> he supported it and he treated it like it was such an accomplishment for me because honestly where where we grew up it's like you know that is an accomplishment like I wasn't working at like McDonald's you know there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's but I wanted more for myself even as a young girl even as a young girl that was just like like oh like I thought it was cool to work at like Forever Twenty One like because that's what I I saw the girls that worked at the mat counter honey I, I mean was, right you also like a shop back. there back you know makeup she's making that money like working at Mac like wait a second hold it <laughs> and I was just like really I was I was money motivated I loved what I did work so I got behind the chair 
And I just loved working with people. I just loved cutting hair. I loved educating. I started working with, um, I was the Bumble and Bumble network educator. Um, That's for cool. Salon. So I would go to New York City and I would come back and I would teach and educate um, and just teach classes of things that I learned. And I was so passionate about it that I think, um, I think it became just like really fun for me. And I kind of became the big fish in the little pond in San Francisco. And I kind of was the busiest stylist in my salon. I kind of did all the things that you can do within the Bay Area because there's not really any celebrity. There's not really any of that. You know, it's like, I, I remember like I was styling somebody's wife that was like famous and I was like, oh my God, this person's wife. But it was like, nobody. Like, it was just like, <laughs> know, like maybe like a governor or something. I don't know. <laughs> Facebook's, the owner of Facebook's like, I don't know. It was just like, you know, you're in the tech world. So. I mean, that's kind of cool. But no, no, still. no. It's so cool, but that's not the celebrity. That's not putting me at in TV. Right. So I decided like I wanted to take my career to the next step and move to LA and I did it. And it was hard at first, but um, I, I'm grateful that I did because I spent a lot of time behind the chair, educating myself, working with people one-on-one, -on -one, helping them. And I came to LA and I could really, I could just talk the talk and walk the walk. Which I think you, if you, if you're not walking the walk out here, yeah. you will get run over. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I love all like honestly, that is so. I I'm so proud of you for do. Wait, so wait. What was your first break? So when I got to LA, I think my pinch me moment. What was my like pinch me moment? Yeah. My pinch me moment was like, like I was doing Paris Hilton. I was doing what? Gwyneth Paltrow. I was, I was working for this app. Um, and I kind of came into the app having a little bit more education than most of the people that were working in the app. Like I already had experience with educating a team. I already had experience with working, um, with high level, um, environments, you know? So once I started working with this app, they were like, okay, you're going to do all of our VIPs because you're amazing at what you do. And I kind of came to LA wow. in a where I needed to rebuild my portfolio. I was like, I want to be agency represented. I want to get into the union. I want to do all these things. And when you talk to people out here, they give you this advice and they're like, okay, well, yeah. Like I remember, I remember reaching out to my agent when I first got here because he was a friend of another friend of mine. And he was just like, well, circle back once you get a website and once you get this portfolio. And I didn't know what any of that was. I was right. behind the chair. Right. For women in the marina in San Francisco, there was no time for photos. I didn't even know what Instagram was. I was like, okay, I got to get a portfolio. So then I hit the ground running. I was doing photo shoots. I was trading my time. I would actually work in San Francisco behind the chair for three to four days at a time. And I would book myself, I'd be working 12 hour days and I just make a lot of money because I had that clientele already. Wow. So I would go there, I would do that. And then I would come back to LA and I would really be able to kind of do whatever I wanted because I did kind of, I was financially stable. Nice. Good. So coming to LA, a lot of people aren't financially stable. So I kind of had that little safety blanket. Yeah. Um, 
And I remember telling my clients, like, I'm always going to come back. Like, don't worry. Like, the only way that I won't come back is if, is if I'm doing Beyonce's hair or something like that. And I'm not doing Beyonce's hair. Anymore. I'm like, oh. Uh... But, <laughs> but some of my peers are. And that's like the world that I'm in where it's like that level of work is achievable to anybody. And if you kind of wow, stick Sophie. to your craft, then you, you, you can get whatever it is that you want. And I just loved what I did, did so much. And I started like working with different models of all different hair textures creating. And it's like, I'm like, okay, I got the curly stuff down, you know, like now I want to do a crazy updo that looks like this. Now I want to do this kind of like picking like the different things. And then I started getting campaigns with like brands like BB brands. Like, like I started working with like Dior. I started working with like different things through this company. They were like, okay, we need a photo shoot, someone to do a photo shoot for this, someone to do a photo shoot for that. And they would call me and then people would continue to request me. Nice. And they would, yeah. So, so that was really amazing to me to actually, you know, not only have the repeat clientele back home, but then I started kind of growing in my own little, little circle. And then, you know, you just, you just start to meet people and it's a relationship business. Yeah, it's a and relationship. You are so good with that. It's like and I still remember like you, how you made me feel. Like that is one of the lasting oh, impressions. So yes, my hair looked great when I left, which is hello. I feel like that is really important, but also how I felt the entire time. That I was like upset when I realized you're California based. I'm like, "Wait, but you can see me anytime." But 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 like uh, don't leave. Okay, wait, I need to ask you about Zotos, and I see that you have it in the background. Do you work oh with God. them a lot? I love what? Do you work with them a lot? I do, yeah. So I just, um, I'm actually a brand ambassador with them. I love um, them. Yeah, no, I love them. I'm, I mean, and like, I'm really careful with who I choose to work with, because one thing about me is I'm not a salesperson. If you sit in my chair, I'm not going to just sell you something to make commission. I actually want to try the product. I actually want to know that it's going to do what it is that you need because I am a product junkie. I have so much product that I don't even use. Yeah. I'm sure you see a little bit of it back oh, here. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a lot. So, um, when I had a friend reach out to me and say, Hey, what do you, what do you think about this brand? And she happened to be um, working with them and I was like, send me their stuff. Like I want to check it out. And I fell in love with it. It's clean. It's affordable. I like to say that this brand is actually an amazing learning brand. So not only is it amazing for my celebrity clients that I'll style on TV, but it's amazing for the moms that want to learn how to do their daughter's hair. It's amazing for, it's amazing for that young girl that would stare at the wall and not know what to use. It's affordable. Yeah. You can get it on Amazon, which means that it can be at your house the next day. You know, they have masks. All all the products are They're true. Right. Exceptional. Yeah. It really is a great product. And I am not paid by Zotos or sponsored by them, nor am I a brand ambassador. Right. But I have used their products before a few times and I have a whole bag now. And it I, my hair really loves it. And I'm surprised that I can get it over the counter and it's clean. I didn't realize how clean, clean it's like the biggest thing. I mean, I know that there's been being in the curly community, you hear every now and then a brand comes along and they're like, it goes viral. And then you're like, 
I need it. I need it. But then maybe like two or three years, they're like, this is making my hair fall out. And then it's like, we're not using that. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, well, what's the reason for this? Why are you like some influencer will, will put up a video and say that this did this or this did that. And really it's just like, I think, I think using clean products is the way of the future. And that's why I actually am so passionate about Zotos is they have under the Zotos umbrella. They actually have so many different brands. I actually only work with all about curls. Um, but Mm -hmm. I have used their other brands and they're amazing as well, but I am more so on the all about pearls side and I recommend it to so many people. Like, I love it. It's I just, love it works. Like I what you used on me. Yeah. Did, did I do bouncy cream? Right. I think bouncy cream and also the leave in conditioner. The Lux. Yeah. See, I w- that's something that I've been missing out of my routine is leave in. Moisture. It's yes. that's how frizz comes. If you're not moisturizing the hair, then you're going to have the dryness. The dryness essentially is frizz, but the frizz also comes from not properly styling the hair when it's wet, when it's in its natural state. So when the hair is actually wet and it's curly and it's healthy and you can re-wet it and you can live, the hair will do whatever you tell it to do. But what happens when it dries? Right. Right. So you have to make sure that you're using the products and you're allowing these products to be your tool. So education and educating people and there, I, I meet so many, I, I do a lot of curly girls, a lot of curly girls you see on TV that have the curl and it's like, oh my God, I probably have cut their hair once or time a time before. And it's like, I sit with these women and they tell me their experiences about being on set and being in the trailer and people not knowing how to do their hair. And like, I remember one of my clients the other day, I don't work on our TV show because working on a TV show, you have to be really, really committed and you have to be there Monday through Friday. I'm actually also doing a movie right now. Um, That's so with, cool. Yeah. With one of my clients and oh man, those 17, 18 hour days are no. Oh my gosh. So it's hard and it's like, it's also really hard to get into the union. And once you're in the union, you don't necessarily have to re-educate yourself. Although there are people that do, but there are people that don't. And you could be this beautiful actress that gets brought on this show and you don't really have a say on who's doing your hair. Unfortunately. And that's like one of my biggest challenges is is I wanna be that support for all of those people. I am in the union. So I do have the opportunity to be in those spaces, but it's, it it is a commitment. So I was doing my girl's hair the other day and she's just like, I sit in their chair and she just curls my whole head with like a teeny tiny curling iron. I had to really break down to her how it might look good for a day. It might look good for that shoot, but it's so bad for your hair. And that's also, it's ruining your curls. Yeah. Yes. I just had to sit there and educate her on like, she's like, yeah, like my bangs, like, because these don't really curl. And I I literally sat there and I sprayed each piece with water and I grabbed product and I literally showed her how to twist out her curls. Wow. And now she does it. And her stylist that she has in the trailer does it for her now. Good. That's awesome. And that's like like a, a game changer. Like before I knew, I remember somebody did that on me once and using heat didn't bother me at that time in my life. I was like, oh my goodness, my curls look great and I would do it every day. 
so damaging. Instead of just using my curls, I'm like, oh no, it's like not a great habit to get into. And unfortunately, it's like sometimes there's not a lot of time on set. Sometimes the the model will come. Like I've I've been on shoots, like I was just working for a really, really huge brand and they brought this beautiful model in. And when you wash your hair at home, if it's not properly, if you don't put the proper products in it, if you don't do what you really need to do to actually create that beautiful curly set, you kind of have to start from scratch. And that means you got to re-wet the hair. You got to put the proper product in there. You have to make sure that each strand is as gorgeous as this photo that you're showing, because I'm not going to just curl her whole head. Right. It's, I'm, it's just against, I don't believe in it. Now, Maybe I'll blow, I'll, I'll do the curls, I'll diffuse it, and we'll do all the things. And maybe there's, maybe, hold on one second, I'm so sorry, my, my throat's getting dry. Go ahead. You start where I left. <laughs> so, you know, there's this one time where, like, I was on set and my model, she had bleached out her hair. So as I'm, no matter what I'm doing, I'm sitting there and I'm diffusing it and I'm doing all the right things and her ends are so straight. They're just not doing it. And it's from damage. It's from not having the, the right haircut. It's from just not taking care of your hair and letting people do things without educating you on what's going to happen to your curl. That. So, oh. when people sit in my chair. I may have people that have this beautiful, like my cousin told me the other day, she's like, I want to put some highlights in my hair. I said, you do that, your those curls, honey. You're gonna see those highlights coming down while your hair's going like this. You're mm -hmm. gonna see those light pieces at all the way at the end, straight. And I told her I didn't want to do it. I was like, I don't want to do that to your hair. Whoa. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You didn't do no, it. No, absolutely not. She would have hated it. Good for you. Yeah, like there's things like people will ask me to do things, and I'm like. Well, that's one thing that I actually pride myself on is I'm not going to curl. I'm not going to bleach out your hair. I'm not going to do something that's going to make you say, Sophie did your hair and look at how it looks now. Oh. And I'm so grateful that no one has ever had that kind of an experience with me because no. I know I had such a great experience with you. And even I'm now, sure. I'm so grateful for you setting aside the time. I'm so glad we could make this happen. Oh. And I literally could talk to you four hours. If tonight wasn't, wasn't a wash night, I would continue. Hi. I know. I like, and I can't wait to use my, my Zotos products. I think I'm going to use Have that. you used anything yet? Have you used? What? Yes. You're like, you're like a model, like a hair model now, pretty much. Oh, I have used so much of the Zotos. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know, like all the fancy names for all of the things, but I love the leave-in and, um, I use the bouncy cream. I like the cream the most. I think I have a gel as well, but I like yeah. the cream. Well, and any I, questions you have, you want to just text I me. I might, if that's okay. And Anywhere. I might do some finger curls because I need to look ah. good for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, how can people find you? So my Instagram is beautyxsophierose, B-E-A-U-T-Y-X, Sophie Rose, spelled S-O-P-H-I-E-R-O-S-E. Um, you're a dream. And any, any girls that are watching this now, I want to open up my DMs to you. If you ever have any questions, if you're like, I don't know what to use on my hair, please, like they say, slide in my DMs. Like, come on, come, come on. You can sit with us over here. It's like, this is, there's room for us all. Like, let's all be great together. And so you know, anyone that has any questions, um, 
we were talking about Zotos before. There's something for everybody. And if you're learning, whether you're learning how to do your hair or you just don't really, you're not completely educated and you haven't had the opportunity to learn for yourself and you're kind of like always sitting in someone's chair and you're always leaving unhappy, like I'm here, I'm here for you and you're not alone. So. Sophie, I truly believe you when you, you have such an open door. I'm like, how do you have time for this? You literally are doing so many things. You're on so many sets. You've got so many clients all up and down California and probably <laughs> the world, honestly. And you still make time for us little people. You stop. <laughs> you are, you're not, I don't want to say huge, but you are like, you your aura, like, first of all, you're amazing. When you sat in my chair, your energy, your light, you were so open to learning. And I could tell that you really did appreciate it because, you know, I'm sure you've gone through many experiences where you felt so unsatisfied and so unhappy. And that's why it was so amazing for Zotos to do that because how many times have you gone somewhere and you've, they've given you all these products, but you don't know what to do with them. Yeah. So now you just have this bag of products that's just going to go underneath your. Yeah. Your sink, right. Yeah. So that's how many of products do I have like that right now? Yeah. So that's why we wanted to do something that was a little bit more special for people where not only are we going to give you the products, but we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one session with each of our, each of our attendees to this event and I want to know about your routine. I want to know what you like about your hair. I want to know what you hate about your hair. And I want to know how to make you love it all. And I want to make you be comfortable. And I think that's really important, especially with hair care, is education. Like you cannot just expect to go and grab this product and not understand how to use it. So I'm grateful that All yeah. About gave me the opportunity to be that educator for a lot of people more than just you. Like, it's it's been really amazing you're such a dream you guys go and follow her on instagram right now follow the journey and slip into her dms because she's yeah. slip into my dms any questions that you have send me your selfies i can recommend any products um the brand we're talking about it's very affordable you can get it literally i can give you a product recommend recommendation and it'll be at your doorstep literally the next day so let's get these curls popping together Thank you so much, Sophie. You're the bomb. Thank you so, so much. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. <laughs> Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.